listening to Mind Over Motherhood. Welcome to the Mind Over Motherhood podcast, your new favorite show for all things mindset, motherhood, and mental health. I'm your host, Dr. Carly Crew, mom of twin girls, modern day nomad, and MD psychotherapist specializing in women's mental health. I believe that women have an infinite potential to change the world. From the babies we raise to the dreams in our hearts and the way we show up in our daily lives, we influence everyone and everything we come in contact with. We have the power and the choice to have a divine impact on the world, but we must first be well ourselves. I'm on a mission to revolutionize women's mental health care and how women care for themselves. Each week, I'll bring you expert strategies and practical tips to master your mindset, improve your mental health, and curate your life so it feels good. We can change the world, but we have to go first. Let's dive in. Welcome back to Mind Over Motherhood, episode seven of season two. So in this episode, we are keeping on our theme of relationships. This is the third part in the relationship series. And there's a few more to come after this, Um, but in this episode, we're going to dive into one of my favorite topics, something that I cover with so many women in my virtual clinic, Unoya Medical, and that I've worked with a lot of my clients and coaching on, and that is the concept of boundaries. (laughs) So I'm excited to do this episode. I think that boundaries get a lot of discussion and kind of like, there's a lot of conversation around boundaries and saying you should have healthy boundaries and you don't have good enough boundaries, you know, in kind of the personal development space. But I think sometimes there's some misunderstandings about what it means to have good boundaries or what are boundaries even. And so I wanted to take the opportunity in this episode to cover a few things about boundaries. So initially, what we're going to cover is my definition of boundaries, specifically how I look at them and I define them. As well, I'm going to cover the different categories of boundaries. And then within those categories, I think there's even more types that we can break down. And so I'm going to go over that in some detail. And then I'm going to talk to you in this episode as well about why boundaries are important and some of the mindset set shifts, you need to be able to set healthy boundaries. So this episode is going to be part of a mini series on boundaries. So it's kind of like a series within a series because this episode and next week's episode number eight of this season will both cover boundaries. And we're going to dig into interpersonal boundaries specifically. And next week, we're going to talk about, you know, how to identify some relationships that need better boundaries and how to take some steps towards putting those boundaries in, as well as what to expect when you start to do that. So I'm super excited. I hope you're excited as well. So let's dive in. So first things first, what the heck are boundaries, right? And like I said, so many people talk about boundaries online or, you know, you might have even read a book about boundaries. I know I've read books about boundaries. There's all sorts of great books about boundaries. But if you're unclear, I wanted to give you a definition about what boundaries are. But basically, I think of boundaries as kind of cognitive concepts, right? They're cognitive concepts that allow you to define limits in your life. So those limits might be related to behaviors you engage in, whether you physically or energetically or emotionally engage with a certain situation or an individual. They might be related to things you allow or don't allow to be around you, things you permit in your space. And for the purposes of this episode, I'm going to define boundaries as I see them 
in relationship to your mental health specifically and well-being. So when you have healthy boundaries, that comes from a place of understanding that you and you alone are in full, complete control of your life and how you feel in it, right? Specifically how you feel and how you respond to your life, right? You identify that if something is bothering you in your life, that you might not have control over, say, the other person and their behavior, but you have control over how you respond to it. And, and how you respond to it might look like putting in boundaries, right? In that relationship, you might put boundaries around how much time you spend with a certain person. You might put boundaries around whether you let them kind of get to you, right? Like a cognitive boundary about, I don't really allow that, that kind of discussion to kind of permeate into my mind and cause me to have an emotional experience, right? So it can seem or feel a little bit nebulous, but I'm going to get a little bit more clear. And I think when we break down the different types of boundaries, it will become more and more and more clear. But boundaries come from a place of being an agent in your life, right? You have a sense of agency. You are participating in your life. I've heard that quote where they say, you know, or something, it's a quote or something where they say, you know, life doesn't happen to you, you happen to your life. And I think that Having a sense of agency means that you are an active and independent participant in your life, right? So if things happen to you, you're not just sitting back and letting it kind of just passively impact you. You're responding in a proactive way to make sure that you're influencing things in your life in a way that benefit you. All right, so I hope that's clear. How do I define boundaries? So I said that they're cognitive kind of rules that define what you allow in your life, right? They can also be thought of as guidelines to guide your own behavior and your own kind of emotions. There are rules also in relationships that will define how you treat yourself and how you allow others to treat you. And this is really important, right? They're like an imaginary barrier. There's nothing physical when you say I'm putting up a boundary. Like it's not like all of a sudden there's a force field that exists there and that somebody can't, you know, permeate that. It's if you are setting a boundary, it's simply a cognitive construct that neither you nor that other person can see, but you maintain it with how you behave and how you communicate. And and sometimes, in some cases, even the consequences that you have to put in place when that boundary becomes violated, okay? So it might sound a bit dramatic, but I actually believe that boundaries are probably one of the most fundamental mental health strategies that I teach. And it's shocking to me that when I work with so many women as we kind of dig down the layers of the onion, I say, and get to what is really at the core of some of the issues with anxiety or low mood or whatever, it's often around this concept of kind of passive behavior and feeling like we don't have control of our lives, feeling like we are somewhat at others' whims to do things we don't want to do or to divulge information to people that we don't want to tell or, you know, we're emotionally allowing other people's crap to come into us and we're owning that and those that all is boundaries right that's all the concept of boundaries so the next thing i want to do in this episode is break down the different types of boundaries and this is how i 
conceptualize boundaries and how I break them down. I'm not saying that this framework is, you know, the only framework or the only way you can think about boundaries. I'm sure there are many other people in, you know, the mental health space that have different frameworks around boundaries. But this is how I teach, explain boundaries to my patients and clients, okay? So first up, you have internal boundaries and external boundaries, okay? Internal boundaries... Define how you regulate your own behavior and your own relationship with yourself. We're not going to go into this a lot today, but I'm sure in future episodes I will talk to you about things like constraints and setting habits and kind of having self-discipline. But basically internal boundaries might be things like how you regulate your self-talk right? How you manage your behavior, how you manage your time, how you engage in self-discipline. And self-discipline doesn't mean you're harsh on on yourself. It means how do you really, you know, motivate yourself or parent your own mind to do what is right even when you don't want to do it. So this is internal boundaries. Sometimes I refer to internal boundaries as constraints. Um, And so I'll do a whole other episode on that in the future. The second type of boundaries are external boundaries. These I also often refer to as interpersonal boundaries, and that's probably the most common way that people think about external boundaries. And these types of boundaries define how you behave and allow yourself to be treated in a relationship, okay, within all the relationships in your life. Now, we can even further break these down. So interpersonal boundaries are probably the messiest and that's why I'm devoting a whole series into relationships and boundaries specifically, but they're the messiest, right? Because those are the ones that we're like, oh, what are people going to think or are we going to get into a conflict? It's the messiest and they cause a lot of strife with our mental health, right? They really, really can impact our anxiety levels and our how we're feeling and and just it's just they they really have a lot of power over us and that's not a bad thing. I just want to have a quick side note. That's not a bad thing if relationships impact your mood, okay? As humans, and I would even go so far as to say specifically for women, we are very social creatures, right? We are we should be social creatures. Our ancestors, it was built into us that if you were not in a community or around others, like, you're more likely to have died, right? You could become isolated, you have no food, you have no community, you can't reproduce, you're not safe. So in, you know, our evolution, this biological or instinctual need to be around others and to be good with others, right? To be loved by others, to be accepted into a community or into a relationship is wired into us because it's a survival instinct, okay? So if you find yourself becoming very emotionally impacted by the relationships in your life, I don't want you to get down on yourself or shame yourself, right? Because that's evolutionarily what you're supposed to do. Like, these emotions you feel around relationships are designed to motivate you to be with others and to improve your relationships. Now, on the flip side, though, sometimes the emotions that that, that relationships bring up in us don't motivate us in the right way, 
to have healthy relationships, right? Those emotions like anxiety and fear of conflict and, you know, all the, everybody gets sweaty when they start thinking of speaking up for themselves, right? That motivates us into passivity. And passivity and anxiety are like fuel and fire. Like they just feed on each other, right? And so the emotions that are brought up in relationships, like anxiety and stress, right, that motivate us into passivity are not helping us create healthy relationships. It just motivates us to be in a relationship at all, right? And so they're really motivated from fear. That motivates us from fear. And it's actually this fear that keeps women from putting boundaries in place a lot of the time, right? It's like this this very instinctual, I can't do that. Somebody will, you know, dismiss me or they won't love me and then I'll be alone, right? It's a really, really simplified, primitive kind of fear of I can't be alone. So I can't ruffle this relationship. I need to put up with everyone's crap. I need to care for everyone else. What if they get mad at me? Okay, so just a bit of context about why it's so challenging and so scary to set boundaries in relationships is because it's threatening that social connection in your life that your brain tells you you need to survive. Okay, now that being said, boundaries are absolutely invaluable because they help you maintain the relationships you need to survive, but in a healthy way so that you don't feel like crap in those relationships, okay? This is also a super important need. So let's not discredit how important it is for you to have healthy relationships that make you feel good. I would much rather have you have, you know, two really good, healthy, solid, supportive relationships than 10 shitty relationships that are toxic and you have no boundaries and you're a constant, chronic, people-pleasing mess. Because you will be healthier with the two people than the 10, okay? So that's just a bit of a motivational speech there for why it's important to have boundaries, but also to acknowledge why it's okay to be afraid. And it's okay if this episode is making you sweat and you're like, oh God, I know she's going to ask me to put more boundaries in my life. Like if you're sweating, it's all right, girl. Like this makes sense. You're designed to sweat about this, okay? But that doesn't mean that we let that hold us back. That doesn't mean that we let that prevent you from setting good boundaries in your life, okay? Okay, I got a little tangent there, but I'm going to scoot back. We were going to dive into the types of boundaries. And this is just, you know, again, that framework. So within both internal boundaries and external boundaries or interpersonal boundaries, there are even further like types of boundaries. So you can have like information boundaries, right? This is who knows what about your life and who has access to what information and what you tell people. Because shocker, like this might be a newsflash. You actually don't have to tell everyone things they want to know right? You have control over who gets to know what in your life, right? So if, you know, somebody, you know, you don't really want to share information with asks you, oh, how much did you buy your house for? Like, what does your husband make? Or like, you actually don't have to tell them that. That's a boundary, right? And maintaining healthy information boundaries is super important, say, in your workplace, right? Where, It's healthy to keep some things to yourself as well. It's really actually important in information boundaries sometimes to keep things from your kids, right? So information boundaries are one type. Physical boundaries. So physical boundaries is who do you allow actually into your space? How do you allow your body to be interacted with? So how do you allow yourself to be touched, right? Whether you give a handshake or a hug, right? Whether you you want to um, spend time in a physical space with somebody or not. And these are also things that you get to decide. This even extends to like your sexual boundaries. How often do you want to have sex? Do you want to have sex? 
Who do you want to have sex with? How do you want to do it? Like all of these things are physical boundaries that you are entitled to setting and are in complete control over. Material boundaries are things, what do you do with your things? Do you loan things to people? Do you loan money specifically? This is a big one, like looking at your, your material boundary around money. Who do you loan money to? Do you loan money to family? I don't, right? Because that's a boundary I've set, right? Mental boundaries. These are more of the internal type of boundary. So a mental boundary is like, what do you allow yourself to worry about, right? Are you able to catch yourself in a toxic thinking pattern and say, oh, no, 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 no. I have a boundary around this. I know that when these thoughts come up, I stop myself and I go and I do X, Y, and Z, right? I go distract myself. I go outside into nature. I go for a run, etc. right? It's how do you manage your anxious thoughts, right? Do you um, let yourself just ruminate all night when you're trying to sleep? Or do you have a boundary around, no, I have a 10-minute limit or 30-minute limit and I'm going to get up and do something different, right? So mental boundaries are super important. Up next is your energetic boundaries, So all of us have, you know, a certain amount of physical energy. We might have mental energy, right? I often refer to that as cognitive energy. It's the energy we use to do things, to get things done, right? And so it's really important that we set boundaries around our energy use and what we put our boundary, what we put our energy into because we all have a limited supply, right? None of us have batteries we can change and just pop in and keep going. We have a limited supply of mental energy, emotional energy, physical energy. And so it's important that we're putting it in the right place. And that's what we do with energetic boundaries. So this might look like, you know, what do you allow yourself to engage in energetically? Do you, you know, babysit your sister's kids even though you have the time, but you're feeling really drained or you just need that energy for something else more important later in the day, right? Or, you know, these are all, there's lots of examples, but just think about how are you managing your own energy? Hey, Carly here. Thanks so much for listening. So I get this question all the time from women when I work with them in Unoya Medical. Carly, I know that meditation and exercise are really great for improving my mood, but isn't there anything else natural that can help? You bet there is. If you've been struggling with your mood and are looking for some effective and practical natural strategies to improve it, you should download my free ebook, The Three Natural Ways to Improve Your Mental Health That Might Surprise You. This 15-page ebook shares some of my all-time favorite and most effective natural strategies that you can implement today. Get yours for free at carlycrew.com. Now back to the show. The final and probably messiest type of boundaries is the emotional boundaries. And the reason I say they're messy is because emotions can be very sneaky, right? So you can have kind of emotional leaks, maybe things that are not your emotions that leak into you and you take them on and all of a sudden you're experiencing or owning the emotions of another person right? You're taking on the need to fix problems for somebody else, right? They're very sneaky and it takes some time, a long time for you to realize, hey, wait a minute, like, what am I doing here? Why am I getting so emotionally wrapped up in this? So 
emotional boundaries are something that I had to work on myself when I first became a physician because obviously I deal with a lot of emotions in people, right? Sometimes I have to tell people they have cancer or somebody's dying or, you know, that their pregnancy is ending. These are very hard things to do. And if I didn't have good emotional boundaries... I wouldn't be able to do that because I would just break down and feel every emotion possible, you know, that that person was having and it, I would just own it and feel responsible for those things. And don't get me wrong, I feel for all of those patients anytime I have to break bad news to someone, but I don't take it on as if it's my own. I can feel sad. That's empathy, right? I can feel sad for others without it coming and consuming me and being my responsibility that that thing happened and those emotions are happening for that person, okay? So emotional boundaries are very, very tricky, but they're very important. And it can sometimes take working with someone else so that you can kind of be mirrored back what's happening in your relationship. I have worked with women long enough now that to me, it's quite clear when a woman is struggling with setting emotional boundaries or has none. It's usually not that she's struggling because she's to set them. She's struggling because she has none. She's like an emotional catch-all, right? Everyone just comes over, drops their emotional baggage on her, and she just takes it, owns it, and does a bunch of stuff for it, right? And fixes everyone's problems and makes sure everyone else is happy, right? You like rush around doing things for your partner so that he's happy, not realizing his happiness is actually not yours to own, not your responsibility. That's an emotional boundary. I'm sorry, you're responsible for your own emotions, you would say, right? If you had good, healthy boundaries, I'm really upset for you that you're sad. But at the end of the day, that's your emotion, not mine, right? And that's a healthy boundary. That's a really healthy boundary. Okay. So interpersonal relationships, like I said, tricky, tricky, tricky. And interpersonal boundaries are even trickier. And most of the women I work with have a really hard time with interpersonal boundaries. And if you're uncomfortable with boundary setting, or you feel like you don't know much about boundaries at all, that's okay. Okay. Realistically, many of us are not taught how to set boundaries. We, no one sits us down in school and says, let's talk about boundaries, right? Same goes, maybe your parents sat you down and said, hey, let's talk about boundaries when you were a child, but I doubt it. Okay. So this is a taught skill right? This is a learned behavior. This is just like anything you learn at first feels really uncomfortable. And you know, it's scary. And I I don't want to do it. I don't like it. I'll keep things the way they are kind of idea. But you can learn them. You can learn how to do this. And that's kind of my goal with everyone that I work with is to say, here's how you do it. And I'll support you through all the scary stuff, right? Because it is scary. And you have to see on the flip side, not setting boundaries is probably not that great either. I often say, you know what, there's going to be kind of crappiness on either side of your choice. So if you're sitting on this choice of like, do I be a bit more assertive and set a boundary or do I just stay in my place that I'm at now? I would hazard a guess that it's going to be hard on both sides, right? Because if you're in a place where you're considering maybe you need better boundaries, you're probably struggling where you are right? Something's not going well. Maybe you're having a lot of anxiety or you're just feeling drained, resentful, guilty all the time, obligated all the time. You're sick of it, right? So you can keep that or you can embrace the fear of change and discomfort and learn how to set some healthy boundaries and understand that through that process, 
it's not going to be easy. It's going to be messy. It's going to be uncomfortable. But that you have to trust that you're doing it for a better outcome at the end. You have to trust that putting in boundaries are so that you can choose yourself and honor yourself and maintain a relationship with that person that is healthier, right? One thing I often say to women too is boundaries are not anti-relationships. They're not saying, I don't want a relationship with you. They're actually saying, I want a relationship with you, but not like this. And I'm going to set some boundaries around what my relationship with you looks like from now on so that I can have a relationship with you. So they're not relationship ending, in my opinion, setting healthy interpersonal boundaries are relationship preserving. They are relationship preserving, okay? And this brings me back, let's go back. So I talked about that we were gonna do some mindset shifts, okay? And one of the mindset shifts is exactly what I just said. Oh God, boundaries are so bad. They're super scary. And they're going to make my relationships. People are going to be mad at me and they're not going to want to spend time with me or they're not going to be in a relationship with me. And the mindset shift you have to make, one of them, is that these are actually relationship preserving, not relationship damaging. They are not going to be relationship preserving right away. (laughs) Okay. So that's something to keep in mind. And we'll cover that in next week's episode when we talk about things to anticipate and watch for when you do start to set boundaries. The second mindset shift, and I think this is so, so important, is that a lot of us as women, we've kind of been conditioned in our upbringing or we've been raised or even society as adults often messages this to us, that we're supposed to kind of disappoint or sacrifice ourselves rather than risk disappointing others. I'm going to say that again because I think that's really important. Many of us have been raised to disappoint or sacrifice ourselves rather than risk disappointing someone else. We've essentially been raised or conditioned to believe that the happiness and satisfaction of others is more important than ours. And what that equates to even underneath is that we're not worthy of the same happiness as others. Their happiness is more important than ours. And why is that exactly? I think that's a really important thing to dig down into maybe in in your life. Why is that? Do you believe that? Do other people actually have more worthiness for happiness than you? Because if they do, we need to work on your sense of self-worth and we need to build you up. And so if you find that you have this belief that others are more important than you, you will struggle to set healthy boundaries because setting healthy boundaries is advocating that you are as worthy as everyone else. You are as worthy as everyone else of being treated with respect, feeling good, you know, having time to yourself, all the things that boundaries protect, you're saying, this is my declaration to the world. I am worthy of this. And I am as worthy as others. And actually, I'd go so far to say the mindset shift has to be, I am worthy of getting these things, even if it disappoints others. Even if it upsets others, I am still worthy. This is the most vital mindset shift you're going to have to make when it comes to boundaries. It's worthiness. Because I think, honestly, at the bottom of why women struggle with boundaries is because we don't believe we are worthy enough. And that's really important to recognize. So I'm calling you out right now. If you are listening to this and you were like, oh shit, you are right, right? It's time to do a self-worth checkup, okay? And what that looks like is different for everyone. And maybe it means that you 
do some journaling, right? Why don't I feel worthy? Or where do I get my self-worth from? Maybe it means you book a meet and greet with me at Unoya and you see if working together in my consultation space, virtual medical clinic, is the way to figure this out. Or you find someone who's a self-worth coach. I know there's lots of self-worth people who do a lot of coaching around self-worth, but it's important. It's really, really, really important. Another mindset shift I think that's really important to make is that a lot of women I work with feel like boundaries come from a place of being unloving. That boundary setting is harsh. That boundary setting is mean, right? And I think this comes from a misconception about boundaries because I feel like, now this is going to be a bit of a rant, I sometimes feel like if you are a confident, assertive woman and you have solid boundaries, society thinks you're a bitch, right? You're mean, you're too motivated, you're ruthless, all of these things, right? And if you've ever looked at any, you know, portrayal of a confident boss woman in the movies, she's a bitch, right? She is a a difficult person, she is harsh, and if this is how we think of boundaries, we're not going to want to set them, right? Because nobody wants to be thought of as like that mean bitch, right? Well, some of us don't care. I don't really care, right? But nonetheless, I think of like in The Devil Wears Prada, right? The boss, Miranda, and how she's, you know, this firm, you know, harsh woman who's portrayed as a bitch, right? But really, like, that boss got boundaries. That's all right? And when you put boundaries in place, it does not have to be a mean, harsh thing, right? I think some people confuse boundary setting with being aggressive, or they confuse assertiveness with being aggressive, right? Assertiveness and setting boundaries doesn't mean that you get your way all the time, or you force someone to do things in the way that you want, right? That's being aggressive, Assertiveness is saying that you understand where your responsibilities lie and where the other person's responsibilities lie and that you're confidently and calmly and lovingly expressing that. So boundaries don't have to be mean, right? You can learn how to set boundaries in a loving way. In fact, I often give my patients, you know, a script to use that helps them say these words and and their statements and, you know, everything to someone when they are setting boundaries that does come from a place of love. It really, really does. Okay. So I hope this has been helpful. I teach about boundaries in all of my programs and offerings. I teach them to my one-on-one patients in Unoya Medical. I teach them in my book coming up, that's called You Are Not Your Anxiety, How to Stop Being a Chronic Anxious People-Pleasing Mess, coming out on March 8th. Shameless plug. I talk about boundaries a lot in that book. And I will be teaching a month-long mini-course in the Unoya Collective Membership, all about boundaries. So if you found this really helpful and want to explore more, listen to next week's episode where I dive even more into boundaries, but also maybe explore one of those other options, okay? So just to summarize, we talked about what are boundaries, the different types of boundaries, and what sort of mindset shifts you need to have to be able to put boundaries in place because I think there are some really fundamental mindset shifts that women need to make so that they can feel confident and comfortable setting boundaries, 
okay? And one final tip, and I'm going to go into this more in next week's episode, but one final tip about boundary setting that I find a lot of women struggle with is this idea that boundary setting should be easy, right? If it was the right thing to do, it would be easy, right? Women feel that, oh my God, I am terrified, I am sweating, I am having a panic anxiety reaction about putting boundaries, and this means that putting in boundaries are a bad idea. And I need to tell you right now, right here, right now, that that could not be further from the truth. That if you are afraid of setting boundaries, it is probably because you have been conditioned to be passive and boundaries are exactly what you need. Okay? So I'm going to leave you with that as the parting comment for you to reflect on. And I will catch you next time in next week's episode. You're listening to Mind Over Motherhood.